Hello and welcome back to the Nurse Manager Podcast. This is your host, Laura Fadrickangeli, and this is one of our book club episodes where I give a little brief summary from one of the chapters from a book that I have read in the past that helped me in my leadership journey. And the one that I had chosen is Leadership 2.0 by John C. Maxwell, Developing the Leader Within You. I have done the first two chapters already on this podcast. If you want to go back to listen to chapter one and chapter two summary of the chapter and my own personal insights and how I related myself and my own journey to the chapter. And I encouraged the readers in the first episode to purchase the book and follow along and do their own reflections because these are summaries, they're insights that I took out from the chapter that meant something to me, but it's not the whole chapter. And you might find something else in the chapter that sticks out to you that you want to highlight or underline. And it's just nice to have these sort of books as references. And he also has a podcast as well that you could find um, John C. Maxwell's podcast out there that has a lot more popularity and listeners than my little podcast world. And you might find that um, it is useful for you to listen to that podcast as well. So chapter three is all about character in leadership. And this is a tough one. It's very tough to work on character, work on your own character and values and try and, you know, strive for progress we're not gonna we're gonna make mistakes we're human beings but always keeping the focus and the light on your own character I think is crucial to developing as a leader so one quote that I really liked in the beginning of the book in the beginning of this chapter was leading ourselves is often the most difficult task we face every day and that's so true because trying to really um, carve our way for ourselves can be almost more challenging than helping guide someone else at times. The good thing is, is if your character isn't where you want it to be, you can change it. You can reflect on it, you can notice where you're at, start to maybe journal about where you wanna be and work towards developing the character that really, it speaks to yourself that's really true to yourself because sometimes we act certain ways out of fear and anxiety and trying to look a certain way to other people but it's not really authentic selves good character builds strong trust and it's so necessary to build this trust with people so that you can build collaboration and get things done in an organization You need trust as a foundation because otherwise people don't want, they don't even want to bother seeing your vision, your bigger picture, because the trust really needs to be there first as the foundation. You as a leader must take the first step though in trusting the people that you lead. And then you must take steps to earn their trust. So we have two jobs as leaders. We have to trust the people that follow us, and we have to earn their trust as well. So it's a two-way street for us. We really, really must commit 
to earning trust and trusting others. And it's very obvious when you don't trust somebody and you're checking in on them all the time or you're, it's just, it undermines people when you could, they can tell sometimes when their manager doesn't trust them. And of course, if they did something to break the relationship, um, then that is on them and you have to find a way to really work hard to trust them again as much as they have to work to get your trust back in return. So it's a constantly kind of a more of a challenge for the leader and you have to put more work into it than your followers. But that's just the way one of the responsibilities of being a leader. Trust will grow quicker when you do something selfless for others and help them along the way. So see how you can help one of the people that you lead in any area could even be slightly not that you want to get into their personal life but just helping them grow especially professionally and sometimes it kind of goes hand in hand with maybe confidence and some personal um, goals can go hand in hand with your professional goals but just be tricky you're not their therapist you're there to be their mentor and another point that John Maxwell made in this chapter is if your trust level is high, if you make a mistake, which we most likely will, you're seldom going to lose everyone's trust. It's not like you blew the whole thing. No one trusts you. You're a horrible manager now. You've already built that foundation of trust. And as long as you're open about your mistake, you admit to maybe not making the best decision and that you will try harder next time you're more likely to be um, you know, forgiven in a sense or they will see that you are just a human too that made a mistake but your heart is still in the right place and there for them. And he goes on in the book to talk about four dimensions of character. That includes authenticity, self-management, humility, and courage. And I like the definition of authenticity that he used, um, walking the line between talking about your successes or strengths and your weaknesses. So really balancing the two of your strengths and your weaknesses and you want to, you know, shine in your areas of success and not keep them hidden. Um, you want to be humble, yet you also don't want to negate things that you've done that are successful like take away if someone's compliments you say oh no it was nothing you don't want to downplay yourself you want to you know let yourself <clears throat> feel the praise too and successes that you've gone through and make sure other people you know when they celebrate you you celebrate you as well but you also must be aware of your weaknesses as well and open about those so that's what being really authentic is. Accepting your own weaknesses is kind of the first step so you can have compassion towards others and understand where they're coming from and maybe help them um, when they have struggles or are broken inside of themselves. Working on your authentic self can be difficult and you really, I think it does require some 
reflection on who you really are at the core of yourself. Self-management, like we said, was tricky to manage ourselves. Um, Really reflecting on your values. And if you haven't reflected on your values in a long time, it might be helpful to write them down and think about them. Is it honesty, integrity, humility? Where, what are your values? Really try and courage. Reflect on them. What are your values? And then creating some kind of a guardrail system around your values. Basically, you want to act the same way, no matter where you are and who you're with. And if you notice yourself starting to get close to that guardrail, maybe it's a particular trigger or person that you're with that likes to gossip or do something that you're trying not to do, you might feel that temptation or pull. But you want to have those little invisible guardrails in your mind so you can stop yourself from talking and give yourself that space of pausing before you respond back in a way that doesn't speak to your true self. And I think that is very, very difficult. And I think it's a constant practice. And you're gonna make mistakes with this and I'm gonna make mistakes with this, but I think knowing where your values are and to keep on trying to rein yourself into them is the best we can do to just keep doing it over and over again and eventually it'll come more naturally. And this, I really liked um, a quote that he had put in here by Thomas A. Kempis, I believe I'm pronouncing it correct. Be not angry that you cannot make others as you wish them to be, since you cannot make yourself as you wish to be. I thought this was very um, enlightening because uh, you can see the faults and the flaws in other people and you are like, why they didn't you know, finish this task on time, or they didn't do what I asked, or they didn't respond to my email. Um, they, why? You know, they answered me kind of rudely. Um, you know, they look, whatever. It's, and then you think about, okay, I can't maybe make others. And how am I? Do I always get tasks I wanted to get done, done on time? Did I respond to every single email in my inbox? Is there some kind of reflection, um, projection that I'm doing onto others sometimes that I want them to be a certain way that I cannot be? It's just to be aware of that. Keep on acknowledging your own flaws, developing humility, and then you can be in a better position to serve the people you lead. The third one, or I should say, the fourth one is really revolving around courage. So we had authenticity, self-management. The third one was humility, which I think I kind of didn't highlight before I started talking about it. I apologize. But humility was what fell under of um, the quote that I had read about, be not angry that you cannot make others as you wish them to be, since you cannot make yourself as you wish to be. So, and looking at your own flaws. Courage is the fourth dimension of character as mentioned in this book. And courage is behind character. We need courage to maybe stick up for a value, 
um, defend somebody that's being bad-mouthed, courage to not participate in something that you don't feel is right, to speak up when you think something is wrong. And courage doesn't mean that you won't have fear. Courage is that you do it anyway, even with the fear. And it requires brutal honesty within yourself. Character is built on the inside before it shows up on the outside. So the more you work on yourself, the more this will show up on the outside of your personality. Same thing with self-respect. It is produced by inner triumphs, not external ones. So the bottom line is everything is coming from your internal core and how you're working on this inside, not externally. How do you develop your character? You embrace the good values. You write down and reflect on your values. Some of mine are honesty, consistency, fairness, trust, being cautious with my word, true to my word, not gossiping or spreading things about others that I've heard. And that's something that I think is can be challenging, but it's definitely something that you can stop yourself whenever you're about to open your mouth. We all know when we're about to open our mouth and say, commit and say something, contribute to a conversation that's not healthy or to quote unquote vent about somebody else is also not a good process. Practice self-leadership, doing the right thing when you don't want to do it. And I think that also revolves around maybe you want to open your mouth and vent because someone that you lead was really out of line with you, you know, got your ego flared up, got you really emotionally angry, and you just want to rip them apart to most likely another coworker manager that will understand. And it feels good at the time but it does not help you at all. And not only do you never know what things get back to other people, but it's not really being true to your authentic self and working towards feeling that character. And that's really a relationship that you have between you and that person that was maybe rude to you. And maybe you just need to take some time and they need to take some time. And you can re-have another conversation with them when things cool down. But other people do not have to know about this conversation. And if you really truly had to vent or work something out, it's best to do it with someone completely outside of work who knows nothing about your work, knows none of the people, to get some insight from them on how to approach maybe a difficult conversation. That's okay to, find, to seek some help on how to talk to people because... It can be very challenging um, to have difficult conversations with people, especially when you're not seeing eye to eye and we're all unique as humans and that can be very challenging. So seek advice from people that are completely detached from your workplace. Please, please take it from me. Do that, whether it has to be a therapist, a friend who's, you know, an elementary school teacher in another state, just keep it outside of work. And also the opposite, you know, the other 
flip side is not doing the wrong thing when you do not when you do want to do it. So it's a little tricky there, doing the right thing when you don't want to do it, and not doing the wrong thing when you do want to do it. It's kind of similar in a way. So also when you when you want to gossip about someone, not doing this when you want to, because you know it's wrong. Maybe doing the right thing when you don't want to do it could be sticking up for what you believe in or really working on your character strength. Finally, valuing people. Placing others first. What can you do every day to show value to another person? Especially when you don't really care for this person. There is someone that they, they kind of just, you and your personality, your chemistry doesn't match with them. How can you find a way to find value in every person that you meet? Especially the people you lead, but in the main scheme of things, finding value in everybody that you meet. That's, that's tricky. But I think if you focus on that and focus on expressing and actually bringing out their good qualities and saying something positive about them even out loud can make them shine. It makes them actually feel great about themselves and it reinforces their positive qualities. So keep looking for the good in people and keep working on being better with your own self over and over again. And every day, trying to manage yourself first before you step out and manage others. So that concludes my takeaways from chapter three from this book, Leadership 2.0, Developing the Leader Within You by John C. Maxwell. And like I said, read the book yourself or get it on Audible, see if it's in your library, um, because this is my take on it, the chapter and what I absorbed from it, and everyone has different experiences. So, and I would also, if you did read it, or if you have any opinions on the content, or anything at all, or this podcast, please leave me a review or comment um, in the review section under the podcast site, what app, application that you're listening, the platform that you're listening to, whether it's Apple or Spotify, where you found my podcast, if you leave me a view, it really mean a lot to me because I don't have a lot of reviews and it just helps me build on content and see if you're finding these episodes useful. So with that being said, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day and I will try to get the next chapter done quicker. I know I let maybe two months slip past, which my goal was really to do at least one a month. So I apologize that I kind of uh, procrastinated or life got busy um, with all of us and it kind of slipped away. So I will try to get the next chapter summary out sooner rather than later. So anyway, thank you so much for listening again. Take care.